This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 19th of January 2012. For newcomers, as always, I suggest you look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com and help yourself to the free audios which are there for download. There's over a thousand now. And hopefully you'll start to understand this big system you're born into. I call it the Matrix because there's so many levels of it. There's so many levels of deception. And each room that you walk into, basically, just like the movie, it says this is the real thing. This is all there is to it. There's no more than this. And, of course, there's much, much more because we've been brought up in perfected deception. And it's, it's a, a form of scientific control designed a long time ago by experts, again, people who studied society, the individuals, and how to manipulate them a long, long time ago. It's an old, old, old science governing people, but it's, and knowledge is never lost. It's passed on down through the ages. So uh, help yourself to the audios and find out how the world is really run and who really runs it too, because it's certainly not the guys that you elect. They're simply there to, to sign bills and do what they're told. Uh, I've recommended the books by Carl Quigley so many times, like Tragedy and Hope and the Anglo-American Establishment. He was the historian for the Council on Foreign Relations. He got into their archives, and he wrote about this quite quite happily uh, because he believed in it all. He didn't think it should remain secret anymore, and and because it had changed the course of history in such a massive way, he thought it was time the public knew about it. So he published the books and uh, put, gave a lot out into the into the realm of the public domain. So, as I say, you can help me keep going too, by the way, by buying the books and discs I have at cuttingthroughmedics.com. From the U.S. to Canada, you can use a personal check, an international postal money order, or PayPal. You can uh, send cash as well. And across the world, you've got Western Union MoneyGram, and again, PayPal to order. Donations are really, really welcome. Because, really, it's, it's not a matter of numbers accumulating and accumulating, and the word spreading until people understand. After, after they understand what's wrong, then they've got to decide what to do about it because the future has been planned for us all. Uh, planned for us all, kept quiet from the general public, and you have to start using your own reasoning power. When you get the information from, like, the CFR, for instance, or the United Nations, and we're signing treaties all the time, to globalize us, pull us more into line under the, the auspices of the United Nations, you've got to start doing your own reasoning and say, my God, they're actually doing this. They're not going to say, yes, we're taking over the world. But if you read it, you find out that's exactly what they are saying in their own language. So, And, it, and that's when two all the different bills and laws that are passed make sense to you. Uh, your local media... Uh, your mainstream that's all owned by guys in the Council on Foreign Relations are not going to tell you uh, or spell this out uh, for you. Now, even Albert Pike said the same thing, the Grand Master of Freemasonry. Those who will not use their own reasoning are, are just be, um, beasts of burden and meet on the table by choice and consent. A lot of truth in that, you know, an awful lot of truth in that because most people don't want their bubble burst. They want to believe, being good socialized little subjects, they want to believe that Big Daddy is taking care of them all. Back after this break. 
Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and we're cutting through the matrix. So much history to all of this world order, so much, uh, so many organizations that work together, so many specialized departments, all incredibly well funded by the big guys that, that just print up the money anyway. So it's quite easy to control the world when you're in control of the money. Everything runs on money and governments go cap in hands uh, to whatever central bank they've been given and uh, borrow all the time. That's why the bankers love continuous welfare and things like that, because they make money off interest, of course, massive interest as well. So that's that's really how the whole system works. But it's more than just a system. It's to bring it in to a totally controlled society, the perfected society, where they can depopulate eventually and bring in the right kind of people to serve them, the better types of peasants who won't need entertainment and won't have to get money to spend on themselves and treat themselves and things like that, you see. That's quite practical to the psychopathic mind. And, of course, there's lots of them at the top. That's how they got up there in the first place. So part of this is eugenics. big part is, is eugenics, and I've, I've done quite a lot of uh, talks in the past on the radio to do with eugenics. It's history. And, of course, it all started really... It didn't start with Darwin. It, 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 it took off with Darwin. He was put out there just like Freud was put out at the right time to change uh, their views, especially in religion, and to, to give, give power in the hands of scientists. That's what Darwin was popped out there for at that time. Because, basically, his, his so-called treatise, etc., that he put out there, his book on uh, eugenics, as, as we call it today, uh, or, you know, the most favored nations, or races he called it himself, you know, and hereditary factors. Uh, that's an old thing. Even his grandfather was into that. He wrote the same kind of book pretty well and didn't publish it and passed it on, the job on his grandson. The Darwins were one of the most interbred families out there. They only intermarried with the Wedgwood family for generations until most of the offspring ended up in the loony bin or died prematurely. So anyway, it doesn't stop them, of course. And they talked about it at that time, hereditary traits. They, they believed that everyone had a poverty gene uh, in, the, in the 1900s and the 20th century. And um, in the U.S., when steamrolling ahead, it broke the ground by basically sterilizing what they called the unfit, uh, an idea that was grabbed by Adolf Hitler uh, later on. And he actually pointed out that the U.S. had been doing it for years. And they were doing it right up into the 1970s, I believe, in some of the states there, too. And they're talking about doing it again, eh? So anyway, there's other ways to sterilize the public. You just put it in something in their food and down it goes. And that's happening now. But anyway, they always tell you they want to improve the stock. You see, you see, we are in the stock. That's why you have a stock market too. It's for animals, you see. <laughs> and that's why you have bear markets and bull markets and you never have a human market. But anyway, it says that researchers have secured six million pounds in funding to develop the groundbreaking treatment which could prevent, it's almost to prevent something because they just care about us so much, genetic conditions affecting the heart, muscle or brain being passed on to children and future generations. It's always to help us, you know. But the method is controversial because it involves transferring the parent's DNA into a donor egg, meaning the resulting child would inherit a tiny fraction of their genetic coding from a third party. This is eugenics coming into, again, the perfecting of the species or, or, or the cattle at the bottom. It says, and it's who's doing it? Well, they're getting funded uh, by privates and, and no doubt government funded money as well. The Wellcome Trust and Newcastle University. Wellcome Trust came from the Wellcome Pharmaceutical Industry. And Newcastle University has announced a £5.8 million package for further lab-based research aimed at assessing the safety of the technique. It came as the Department of Health 
ordered a public consultation whether the technology should be moved from the lab to patients, which will be followed by a commons debate. That's the, the parliamentary debate on the ethics of the issue. So here you have a bunch of psychopaths that uh, crawled and bribed their way into power uh, on behalf of their bosses, of course, uh, going to decide the ethics of the issue about really uh, deciding who is fit, who is unfit to produce children, and eventually, maybe in five, ten years, the order will go out and they'll tell you uh, that a court will decide if you can or cannot. They've been after this one for a long time. I don't know if you've seen the movie Gattaca, the sci-fi movie of a, a slightly... Uh, ahead future, not too far off, uh, where you have a, another class system comes into it because they call it genetic enhancement. Sounds awfully, awfully snobbish and good. Oh, I've been enhanced genetically. And of course, that creates a, a better class or, or more, a more preferred class of employees for, for top positions. Anyways, as the health sector has the power to, to lift the regulations and if both the scientific and political criteria are satisfied, the therapy could be trialed in humans within two to three years. Researchers aimed at tackling diseases passed down through families via mutated mitochondria structures which supply power to cells. I love the baby talk they give to the, to the commoners. It supply power to cells. You know, There's a lot more than that. Uh, it says, although 99.8% of our DNA, including all our visible characteristics, is inherited evenly from our father and mother and stored in the nucleus of cells, a tiny fraction resides in the mitochondria and is passed down only by the mother. Uh, faults in the mitochondria affects about 1 in 200 children in Britain each year, causing severe incurable diseases such as muscular dystrophy or ataxia in about uh, 1 in 6,500 people. And researchers at Newcastle believe they've developed a method which could prevent this particular group of diseases being transmitted and potentially wipe them out within a generation. So Professor Doug Turnbull, who was leading the research, said the important thing is that this has a possibility of stopping the disease completely. Sounds wonderful, like all the things they come out with, like vaccines and stuff, eh? I mean, we have autism skyrocketing. Boom. If this technique proves to be as safe as IVF and as effective as preliminary studies show, I think we could totally prevent the transmission of disease and so on and so on. So anyway, three parties would be necessary for it and uh, two, two mothers, basically. And they're, they're really pushing this out there. But the idea is, too, is to alter other things as well, because mitochondria has a lot more than, than just supplying power, power or energy to, to the rest of the, the DNA. And um, it's opposed by groups who oppose embryo research and claim genetic engineering can result in serious defects, it says here, too. And... Um, the Society for Protection of Unborn Children described the experiments as macabre and unethical. But they should, why don't they go into the, the whole plan of eugenics? I, I don't understand these groups are out there to protect us. You think they're out there to protect us. Because there's so many books put out by big boys themselves, like Bertrand Russell, who says it'll be the, the, the chance to tinker, to tinker with genes, uh, to, to supply the right kind of uh, citizenship or citizens for the, the, the ruling class will be irresistible. Of course it's irresistible. They want to have you all like little, you know, drooling fools that just work, yes sir, yeah boss, okay boss. You know, that's what they want. So it says anyway, so they're pushing this forward ahead into human trials now and this will be picked up in other countries very quickly as well. And away they'll go. And whatever they tell the parents, that's all you have to say. Well, your, your child may, may, or it may not, uh, come down with Huntington's career. 
And of course, that will terrify them. And once they're in there, believe you me, uh, they can do more than just uh, uh, tinker with the mitochondria. They can't help themselves. You know, there's been more more quiet experiments done on, on, on the human population through the health uh, faculties than, than any other system. They don't tell you to years and years later what they've been uh, tampering with and experimenting with. But again, it's up to the people concerned too. The general public will never hear this unless it's on the mainstream, and that I can't see that happening. If it does, it'll be, be hailed as a, a godsend, you know, or whatever it is they worship. Now, tonight too, I'll put up a, a repeal the Climate Change Act for Britain because it's going to wreck what's left of any economy it has and tax uh, the bejesus out of who's left to tax. There's hardly anything left to tax. The people literally are taxed to the hilt. It's just disgusting what's happening. Also in Canada, uh, one article here. They don't get many articles from Canada because they tell us that nothing much happens here. You see, usually a colony in Canada. Colonial peoples in Australia too, as you can see, are, are socialists. They've been trained to be socialist. And they get little decrees, once in a blue moon, coming down from the top. And it's a straight, harsh decree, and there's no debating, nothing. It's just done. And, and that's how colonies are run in the past. The Romans were the same. And so uh, you, you end up with a population that's pretty easy going, okay, so what? And, and they just go along with everything that comes down the pike. And uh, But once in a while, little things creep out, which is nothing much, really. I think they just tell us what things are happening once in a while because there's no more other news to give us. You know, it says here, a federal agency created by the Harper government with great political fanfare in 2008 is costing millions of dollars to achieve pretty much nothing. Well, that's like a lot of government really, isn't it? There's just one department. The Canada Employment Insurance Financing Board has just about everything a budding government agency could want. So far, it's spent over $3.3 million for new offices, computers, and furniture, well-paid executives and staff, travel budgets, expense accounts, board meetings, and lots of pricey consultants. All that's missing is a reason for it to exist at all, because they haven't done anything. It says here, the Conservative government set up the agency ostensibly to perform three main functions. It tells you the functions and so on, but then the government just carried on as normal as it didn't exist, and so nothing was suggested from this agency. Nothing has been done by this agency. I think no suggestion they put in probably for a pay raise. And that's pretty well. That's like the main, this is main stuff in Canada. This is big stuff for Canadians, you know. Oh, big stuff. Coming from the, the guys at the top. Now, I've mentioned fracking before. This fracking thing that, that sounds awful like something else, as you well know. I'm sure it's by purpose, on purpose. But anyway, it's where they, they pump various chemicals and, and compressed airs into the ground. They, they fracture the different layers or levels of, of, uh, of uh, basically shale, as they call it. And it's supposed to release gas. And a lot of it's used now as natural gas. That's what they call it, natural gas. But it, it can leave a mess in the ground too. And there's two sides to this thing, both equally liable to tell you lies. So it's hard to make out what to do, except the fact is... They do know that fracking is mobilizing uranium to come up out the ground by fracking a lot of the uranium shales that's actually there. This is from a university test that they've done. Back with more after this.
Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Carrying Through the Matrix talking about this fracking where uh, they pump stuff into the ground, a lot of chemicals, etc., and the gas is released eventually and that's utilised for, for domestic use, for heating and cooking and all the rest of it. So anyway, there's two sides I see to the story and this particular research comes from the University of Buffalo and uh, they say that fracking mobilizes uranium in, in Marcellus Shale, as the research has found. UB geologist Tracy Bank and colleagues found that uranium and hydrocarbons in Marcellus Shale are not just physically but also chemically bound background. And it shows you the, the photographs of the things or the, the big thing. And it comes also with uh, different photographs of the whole lot. Scientific and political disputes over drilling Marcellus Shale for natural gas have focused primarily on the environmental effects of pumping millions of gallons of water and chemicals deep underground to blast through rocks to release the natural gas. But University at Buffalo researchers have now found that the process called hydraulic fracturing or fracking also causes uranium that is naturally trapped inside Marcella Shale to be released, raising additional environmental concerns. It's interesting, too, that the thyroid cancers, etc., that you're finding, and I mentioned them the other day there, are most of them, the highest number of them are concentrated in Pennsylvania, and New York State, uh, and, uh, and and around the Great Lakes area there too. So many, but it's, there's so many nuclear plants around there. It's, so you don't know where it's all coming from. It's probably all combined. The whole lot's combined together. Anyway, it goes on about the Marcella Shale, the massive rock formation that stretches from New York through Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, which is often described as the nation's largest source of natural gas. So apparently uh, metals uh, such as uranium uh, and levels higher than usually found naturally are found there, but lower than man-made contamination levels is Tracy Bank, PhD, blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyway, they're pumping the stuff in and the stuff's coming out and, well, that's it. I really don't think, you know, that the populations, and this is my personal opinion, uh, in America and Canada uh, are really meant to last forever. Uh, that's the impression I get. I really do get that. As mentioned years ago on the air, that when I first came to the country and went uh, from north to south, I, I noticed that everything looked like it was jerry-rigged, just just thrown up fast and temporarily too. Uh, all the wooden houses um, that the workers had from the 50s and 60s and um, power lines just hanging on, on, really hanging low too in some areas across streets and everything. And I thought, this is a temporary, all of this is temporary. And we know too, the friends of the earth and others have said that, that uh, eventually they want all industry gone from America, from the US, and that it would really help the habitat, etc., etc. They really hate humanity. They're, they really are friends of, uh, you know, the, the dirt. But, um, they don't like people very much at all. And other top people have said the same kind of things. And they can really remove, uh, these wooden houses we all live in very quickly and easily and take down the wires, etc., and return it back. So I really think we, we've got a job to do, and that's, that's the only reason we're here, actually. Remember these big boys at the top planning centuries? That's what they do, planning centuries. And that's the impression I have. So anyway, we're getting poisoned in hundreds of ways, of course, uh, deliberately, and they all know what they're doing. And uh, so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. To wait and see. So anyway, the, the, this fracking business, I know it creates a lot of chemicals too, and of course they've got to try and get rid of those chemicals once they've pumped it underground. Where does it go from there? But it goes into, obviously it goes into the water. 
one way or another it works this way. War doesn't just sit there at one level. It goes up and down like a yo-yo with its own internal hydraulic action. Anyway, that's that for fracking. And uh, a bit of, uh, you know, how, how they're going over it. All the propaganda to do with the wars in the Middle East. And we even had at the beginning of it too. Oh, they make the women wear the veil, the burqas, all this kind of stuff. And, and here's what happened in Israel. <laughs> it's kind of funny in some ways. It says, clashes erupted on Monday between police and several hundred ultra-Orthodox Jews from a town near Jerusalem who are campaigning for men and women to be segregated, an AFP journalist said. Israeli police had stepped up their patrols in Bet Shemesh, following unrest sparked by discrimination against women imposed by a radical fringe of the town's religious Jews. Several demonstrators were taken in for questioning after police and journalists were roughened up. <laughs> they actually roughened up the, the police and insulted by ultra-Orthodox men, telling them to clear off, the journalists said. They were also shouting matches between ultra-Orthodox and secular Jews. Residents of Beit Shemesh, a town of some 80,000 people 30 kilometers west of Jerusalem, showered police and television crews with eggs and also set fire to refuse bins. The majority of the town's residents are religious Jews, amongst them a large and growing ultra-Orthodox community. Police spokesman Mickey Rosenfeld said one policeman was slightly hurt by a, thro- a, sto- a thrown stone and had placards and all the rest of it. As, as, but the whole thing is to do with, with, with uh, women aren't, aren't supposed to walk past the synagogues, especially um, when they're wearing uh, kneeling skirts and stuff. They're not dressed in traditional uh, long dresses, etc., it's, it's, it's not the done thing. It says, other signs posted in an ultra-Orthodox neighborhood instructed women to dress modestly in long sleeves and calf-length shirt, the skirts. They started off, apparently, a couple of weeks ago when they started spitting uh, uh, at uh, uh, a woman passing uh, and called her a whole bunch of nasty names because she, she uh, like whore, etc., you know. The Haaretz newspaper said that cameraman from the commercial station Channel 2 was thrown to the ground as quite, quite a, a scaffolding. And his sound recorders grabbed by the throat and attacked by the ultra-orthodox men. <laughs> anyway, uh, it goes on and on about them. They don't even want to be in the same bus together, etc. I mean, this is gender separation. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. We're back cutting through the Matrix. And after that last article, it's strange too. Uh, the world's going crazy, as you well know. And of course, the big boys know this part too, as we all go through uh, troubled financial times or, or people are terrified of losing their jobs and uh, people are terrified of losing their houses or being kicked out because they can't pay rent or mortgage, doesn't matter. Uh, you're kicked out, you're kicked out. And people are cracking up and businesses are going under too. This article here is, uh, shows you, too, how crazy it gets. It says, NYPD charge a Jewish man with anti-Semitic threats. A Manhattan man was arrested today for making anti-Semitic calls to his mother and other elderly women, and he's also suspected of scrawling hate symbols in a heavily orthodox Brooklyn neighborhood. That's not an, a, a clever thing to do. It says, David Haddad of Chelsea allegedly snarled, all Jews should die and go to hell when he called his 80-year-old mother 
on December, etc. Blah blah. Anyway, he went on a, a rant phoning a lot of old ladies, and it's something to do with his business. Anyway, I don't know if it was going under or what, but um, uh, he went off in this mission of of craziness, and and uh, you don't know who is who anymore, do you? You don't know who's doing what. This shows you how confused you can certainly get. It just doesn't make any sense. In Canada, too, by the way, um, if you think organized crime is, is just a little a little thing, you have to think again. And how, how really is a, a, a symbiotic relationship between organized crime and government itself? I mean, this article here is about an ex-cop alleged to be mafia and informant kills himself. And he isn't, this, is, this isn't just a little informant. She's a man identified by Radio Canada as Ian Davidson, was a 33-year member of the Montreal Police before his retirement last year. This is um, a retired Montreal police officer who elected tried to sell the names of informants to the mafia. They call it the mafia here, but it's, it's, it's not the mafia you think. Appears to have, been taken, to have taken his own life. The officer was a 33-year-old veteran of the Montreal Police prior to his retirement. And... Um, he is called, he was a detective sergeant, Ian Davidson, it's called. And his body was found in Laval, Quebec, hotel room Wednesday morning. Whether he was suicided or he killed himself, we'll never know. But it says here, the police would only say that they were investigating the death at a hotel and the service road off Highway 15. But it says, it's, it's a story that's interesting. Because basically, he was giving this mafia, as I like to call it there, uh, about 2,000 names of informants are working, obviously, for the cops. 2,000 in Montreal alone. Remember, I said I said years ago, before they brought on the Internet, you'd be surprised at the thousands of people placed in your communities to spy on everyone, you see. You put them in, the, in your streets, and they're often they're retired people. A lot of them are retired civil servants but with backgrounds that are make-believe and just for the public. And they, and they learn their lines. They say, yeah, I was a, you know, I was a bricklayer and things like that. And they collect all the data on every single individual, but they also report, uh, back to government on, on crime, organized crime and anything at all. So anyway, this guy was going to give them, I mean, this guy knew, he must have known he, he was kaputz. When it, 2,000 names, you know. According to information obtained by Rio Canada, the officer allegedly tried to sell a list of 2,000 informants to the mafia for a six-figure sum. Amazing, that's just one, one city. And it's, you know, that's, that's what I, I did a whole, sh- a whole uh, broadcast once on, on the British system and how many, how many they had employed in London alone. Full time, just to listen. Go into bars and restaurants and just, just listen to everybody, you know. And find out everybody in their little area, immediately around them. And you think you've, you've been living in free countries? You've never been living in free countries. Never. Never, ever. Now, I'll go to the callers now, and I'll try to get up the screen here. It takes a, a second. And uh, we've got uh, Alex from Victoria on the line there. Are you there, Alex? Hi, Alan. Yes. How are you? Oh, I'm hanging. i got a foot of snow there today. Yeah, we got a ton out here, too. We uh, tried to film the uh, weather systems before they made it fall. It was like uh, a lot of metal oxide in the sky and other mm-hmm. things, plasma, etc. Yep, and, the usual. Uh, <laughs> down came more snow than I've ever seen here. <laughs> well, it, it certainly was. Uh, it certainly dumped itself here, too. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
I was uh, very uh, interested to hear you talking about the, the things you're just talking about, um, but I wanted to ask you what the G represents in the uh, Masonic symbol. It's a whole bunch of meanings on different levels of degrees. Uh, and they always tell them a, a, a partial truth and then another partial truth until you get to the top. Uh, but uh, some of them will say geometry, of course, because they give you the compass. That's for the ones at the bottom. Uh, but you'll also go, you'll also go into um, uh, gnosis, gnosis, you know, like gnostics, uh, and you also get into the generative power, and it's really the generative power that, that runs the world or plans the world, uh, the, ar- the grand architect, the great architect, and it's also for grand, you know. Uh, but uh, right, right. That, that, that's the key is that they plan the future, they work in the communities, they work in business, they work in government. Uh, they're all dedicated to, to interna- international, that's a key, brotherhood. And their job is to help plan the future. So really it's to do with both gnosis and, uh, and as I say, the generative power. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm designing a logo and it's got the um, geometry with the uh, a pyramid with the eye in the center, which is actually the G upside down, bleeding. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the center of the eyeball and then the uh, the pyramid is that right there and then so the g is the center of it and then the the compass and the um other part of the uh, the the uh the square yeah. is forming uh, sort of like a star of david or something and yes. uh, there it is so yeah it's looking really good and i'm going to use that as a logo and put it up on t-shirts the net bumper stickers all that sure. stuff but when you get the compass the, the compass when it's open also represents the male with his legs apart and, of course, you have the square at the bottom represents the female, the earth. Yeah, I got that from reading your um, Cutting yeah. Through Volume 1. And right. I've now lent it to a friend, and I'm going to go pick it up and give her Volume 2, and I'm reading that again. So it shows you the, the sexual aspect and the eugenical aspect, because they put a lot of emphasis in, in the higher Masonic, even the lower ones are advised, too, if they're single, uh, to, to, to really be very careful who they marry, because the offspring is very important and not to just let your usual lusts uh, carry you away. So, uh, and if, in fact, if you're very good, uh, the Grand Master will introduce you to your wife down the road. And it's the third generation that they want, again, to generate in the generations. The third one will, uh, is automatic. He can join much younger as a, a full-fledged Grand Master, very young, uh, if it's a third generation uh, Mason. And because uh, it's definitely a eugenical program, and a lot of their books really go into that uh, in, in much more detail. They follow the same old system uh, that's still used, of course, with some sects in, in Judaism, uh, where, where they'll actually supposedly uh, copulate on the special days of, of the moon and all that kind of stuff. I mean, no kidding. I mean, this, this is in some of their books. And the same with the Rosicrucians. They make a big deal of this kind of stuff for conception. So... There's many, many layers to it. It would take hours to go through each layer, though, but that's basically it. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, maybe I'll uh, I'll write you an email. Maybe if you can, uh, if you feel like it, if you ever get time, maybe make a little piece that I can flip around to people that are very curious, so as we don't take up your time over and over again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, we know the internet's coming down. It's looking. They've got a new thing on YouTube, so. Our YouTube channel is being really heavily censored, but um, they're about to force a change in the uh, construction of the sites yes. so that they're completely useless. And they work in a, a vertical thing where you don't see all the information at once, and it's completely, uh, it, it's really blatantly obvious that it's just making it so much less effective. 
as a communication It's the same here. It's taking me three times longer just to pull up different sites right here now. Uh, And actually, you see, it wasn't just one bill they put through. And folk are missing this one as well. Canada and the U.S., when they signed the last trading bill together, also had that in it too, months and months before these present bills you're hearing of now. And so they're, they're cooperating together under... The site, websites that can, that are causing, uh, uh, hate, discontent, or, or, or could be involved in terrorism. Because terrorism is now expanding to, to, to include, um, opinions, basically, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of terrorists, um, I went to the treasonous premier's health, quote unquote, care conference. Yeah. And, uh, we did a, we did a media thing and a YouTube clip outside there. And I was dressed up like an independent examiner, like an ICBC, WCB insurance hack with blood on my hands, a white coat, and I had a, a, a construction hat with a, a skull and bones, and then it said ICBC and WCB underneath it. ICBC is the Insurance Corporation of British Columbia, and uh, we all know who WCB is. Um, and I did a speech out there in, uh, in front of their media gong show, their media muppet set up the cameras. And where the political puppets were supposed to come out and, and tell us the next solution, quote unquote, to the, the health crisis. Yeah. And, um, we had about 30 people there and I was standing there and, you know, um, we blocked the camera and the shot of the Victoria Harbor and told the truth while they all sat in there lying and stuff. I came back and tried to post that, to, uh, to YouTube. It took eight hours to get it up there with the annotations and the tags. It took an hour and a half just to settle on some tags that I think the intelligence community would only allow. They wouldn't let us write what I kept writing, and yeah. and um, it was almost like we were arguing about it. So the kids yeah. and I witnessed that. And during that entire eight-hour period of time, Aiden's heart was squeezed right up, like just like he was having a heart attack almost. It was just dreadful. Sure. Well, that last bill they passed with the, with the pact in Canada and the U.S. allows uh, the U.S. military, and I get the hits all the time. I've been having them for years from... Fort Meade in different places. Um, it comes up on my firewall, you see. But uh, the cash allows them now to go after Canadians as well. Oh, they're doing it all right. And uh, they're using the most advanced uh, electronic technology and whatever else to divide and conquer us. And um, we found that there's a ray of hope because we were talking to the, the detectives and the, the security guards around there. The security guards said that they were pissed off because during the uh, lead-up to the 2010 Olympics, they actually had to frog march reporters out of the uh, news conference for asking tough questions, and yeah, they well, were disrupted. Yeah. Well, that's Canada. That is Canada, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, another thing was um, we uh, were uh, talking to, uh, we tried to walk in dressed up in, in costume and character, and uh, we, of course, were ejected right away, and they were very concerned. We had a jug of water with us, and we are about to search. They, they asked my daughter what it was, and she's like, uh, water? Yeah, <laughs> so uh, the guy says, who are you? And I said, I'm the independent examiner. I'm here to say if any, if you get hurt at work, I'll say whatever's wrong with you isn't, or it would have been whether you were in that accident or not. He said, okay, get out of here. This is private property. Yeah. Well, I know that Canada's answer to the healthcare crisis will be the same as Britain. They'll give you a pill for euthanasia because <laughs> I mean, that's where it's going. That's, that's where Ooh, it's going. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, I put the thing up on my YouTube channel. It's called Joker Tattoo with three O's on the end of it. Yeah. And I'm the Canadian Coalition of the Walking Wounded and American Coalition of the Walking Wounded uh, president and co-founder. Yeah. And um, so we, we showcased, like, injured workers, auto accidents, uh, patient claimants, 
veterans and vaccination-damaged children and families uh, who are being destroyed by the government and made a point of telling the truth about what they're really doing in there. Talked about uh, GMO, advanced military medicine, um, rationed health care, and stereotypical clinical commentary used to deny people diagnosis and treatment. So we really nailed it. Do you know that uh, Canada, people don't realize Canada, uh, our tax money, for years, long before this uh, um, redistribution of the wealth idea came along, Canada, we've got RCMP working in in Haiti and and countries in Africa, Uh, RCMP, Royal Canadian Mounted Police. We also also have stacks of lawyers we send over to places like Rwanda right now, uh, and we train them in in their legal system. We we all pay for all this stuff across the whole planet. Canadians don't even know what they're paying for or where the money's going. And the Rwandans recently uh, were looking for a place to get a fair hearing. They said that their, their court system was too corrupt. Where could they go? And someone suggested Canada, and they says, well, can't go there because it's the Canadian system uh, that came over and, and set up our system. What does that tell What does it say to Canada about our system? Eh? We gave them a corrupt system. It's clearly a master-slave society. Oh, it is, absolutely, yeah. 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 Well, uh, thanks, yeah. thanks for everything you do. I won't take up too much of your time. I'll let other callers come in, and, and okay. uh, thanks a lot for everything you're doing, and... Um, We'll, we'll keep you posted. Okay, thanks for the call. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Okay, there's, there's uh, Carl from New York. Are you there, Carl? Hey, what's up, Mr. White? Oh, hanging in here. I see I've got a foot of snow here, and uh, I guess most folk down there haven't got it yet. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about snow down here. Matter of fact, a little early, it was doing a little flurrying, but it stopped. Uh, I'm glad it did. Um, just along the lines of the symbolism, mm-hmm. um, with the last call I was talking about, yeah, I kind of see that if you, you can kind of like, well, basically, the, the Masonic square compass would be in the middle to me corresponds with the three major religions or the three symbols of the three major religions of the world, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like, because, I mean, you've got the crescent moon, Islam, and the star. Star being the genitive principle, you know, the moon, the, the female principle or whatever. Sure. Um, you already see the, 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 the star at David. You already know how, the, how, that, how that is. That's right. That's, that's my book, actually. I put it out there, yeah. yeah. Say that again? In one of my books, I put it out there. I show you if you do the the, right, the, right. the square and compass, and you just carry it carry it on. Yeah, you've, you've got the star of David there. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Right. And with the with the cause of Christianity, I, I was just thinking like when you overlap the actual square and compass on it. Mm-hmm. Of course, Jesus died on the middle of the cross. He was crucified in the middle of the cross. That being the sign of the G, the genesis principle. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking about that. Um, but you talked about fracking a little bit earlier too. I don't know if you've ever heard of or seen this documentary called Gasland. Oh yeah, I did see, I did see that. But unfortunately he fudged it a bit. He didn't have to, but he went and did it. He, he fudged it a bit because the places he was testing for, for methane in the water, in your drinking water, uh, they've had, they've had that for 30, since the 1930s there. Naturally. Wow. Yeah, so he fudged it, and he kind of ruined it by going that far when he didn't have to go that far. The chemicals are bad enough that's getting pumped in, uh, never mind anything else, you know. 
Yeah. Right. But that's pretty much all I had for you. But mm-hmm. I holler at you. Probably send you something a little, a couple of weeks or something for your next next book or well, third part of the series. And you take it easy and try to stay warm up there too. I will do. And and you too. And I hope you don't get the snow. <laughs> I hope not too. I'm not trying to shovel anything. No, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for calling. Okay. And there's also uh, Judy from Florida. Are you there, Judy? Hi, Alan. Hi. Oh, hi. Uh, hold on, and we'll get to you when we come back from the break. Hi, folks. We're back, cutting through the matrix and talking to Judy from Florida. Are you there, Judy? Yes, I'm here. Yes, go ahead. Um, basically, you know, lately I've been observing people, um, and I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you know, concerned about how I see, uh, you know, just artificial behavior or, you know, people just, they... Uh, they're not natural with each other. I mean, and, and a lot of it has to do with just walking simply into a, a grocery store, you know, something that you need to do, and, you know, it just seems like everything is done by a script for market share. Yeah. And that gets really tiresome at times. Um, and it's just also the fact that you can't talk about, you know, they say you can't talk about religion or politics, and, and mm-hmm. you know, I... I do in my circles, but you know when you you, you tiptoe into certain subjects that yeah. um, you know, you have to you know nowadays. I mean, yes. you're completely shut down. And I, I know I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, um, but it's just, it's just the fact that it, you know, the, <laughs> there's a quickening occurring. Yes. And uh, as far as you know, the, this you know where where we're headed and. Um, you know, I, I know my concerns for myself. I mean, I've, I've made uh, some of the, the correct preparations. Um, it's, it's just that, you know, I don't know how much of it um, is, you know, zombieism or uh, how much of it is actual fear, that, yep. you know, and, and how effective that fear is in keeping people from critically thinking. You, well, you, you've, yeah, you've actually hit on it because people don't realize that under actual warfare, there's only so much stress we can take before people literally start to sag. Their, 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 their psyche sags, you might say, uh, and uh, they're prone to more propaganda. And, and then what's actually happening is behavior modification. Now, there's so many sites out there. I've got some up here. I, I didn't have time to read them tonight, but it's from United Nations again and from organizations affiliated with the United Nations to do with behavior modification for, for a healthy population, they call it, across the world. And they admit straight out off, off the bat that they're in the business of behavior modification. Now, in 
it's heightened. You know, it's easier to, to, to re-modify the behavior of people during times of war, stress, financial war, whatever, economic stress. All of those things combined. It's ideal right now. And when you also know, it's even worse in Britain, but when you know too, there's cameras everywhere, just you knowing that there's cameras everywhere, that that also, also makes you behave differently. You're not spontaneous. You know you're on camera. Um, you're automatically... Um, Readjusting your psyche because you know you're being watched and listened to as well. But you're quite right. And, and then it filters into, as you say, friends or people around you where you, 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 there's certain topics you, you don't go. That's where angels fear to tread, as they say, because people are now scared if it comes up and uh, uh, as though they've committed a crime by even hearing you talk about something, which is crazy because every topic should be discussed. If you can't discuss any topic, uh, you don't have freedom at all. There's something wrong there, and you're under a form of tyranny. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, terrifying in that you know, right now. I mean, in the UK, I've heard talk about you know, essentially, people have you know, they regret the fact they've had to give up their guns, whether they were for sport or for for protection, yeah. and you know, so they've got this subdued society. Yeah. Um, there's, there's no more time for us to talk. I can hear the music now. But you're quite right. So all they have left now is the food to keep them going, and that'll be rationed too. That's the next stick that's coming along. But thanks for calling. You're quite right. From Hamish myself, from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your God, go with you.